Welcome everybody to episode 112 of the ADV podcast and we've got a jam-packed episode, a lot of highs and lows in this one for you. What do you say we uh, saunter right into it? Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to start out of course with what's new and we've got some hot off the press what's new stuff for you that you won't see anywhere else and I'm going to start with it over here. Pictures of empty streets. Yes, uh, this is what you guys sign up for. Clamor yeah. in. Everyone's coming in here. They're like, holy shit, cannot wait. Okay, now um, there's some context behind this. First of all, these were taken um, like a couple hours ago, basically. Yes. Right? And these were taken on a what is normally a Friday night in Shanghai. Because, mm-hmm. you know, time difference and all. Um, so it's Saturday morning there right now. So it was taken Friday night. And it was taken on the most happening streets in shanghai so the places you would expect to be packed with people drinking having a good time you know anyone who's lived in china knows that the big cities they never sleep anyway yeah like there isn't a cut off time you go out at like 4 a.m you'll still see tons of people around and people doing stuff and depending on where you are yeah I'll be, there are, but I, yeah i said the big cities. yeah no no yeah. i'm not Critiquing yeah. you, what I'm saying is you got to understand it can be the polar opposite to be true as well. Yeah. yeah. If you can, you can be in some places, especially up north in northern China, stuff just shuts down. Yeah. I remember I was in Harbin mm-hmm. and I'm looking for something to do. I'm looking for like, oh, let's grab some beers or something. It was like 9 p.m. or something. Everything is done. Yeah. Shut that's down. probably the winter thing yeah. and whatever. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But anyway, um, in the big cities, especially a place like Shanghai, this is not normal. No, this is Shanghai. I remember every time I went to Shanghai, stuff does not close, like you said. You can wander around and do stuff all night. So um, for those of you who are wondering, and for those of you who are familiar with Shanghai, these uh, photos were taken, like I said, a couple hours ago in Fuminlu, Changlelu, and Jilulu. Uh, <laughs> if that makes any sense to you, let me go back to them. You'll know the areas. But basically, we're talking about the most happening parts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's because about a quarter of Shanghai is back in lockdown again. Yeah. And uh, they've just announced that they're going to be doing another round of mass testing. And that means that there's chaos once again. And that does not mean that people are getting like, taking math exams while in church. <laughs> no. <laughs> Basically, they're going to do a mass health test of everyone again because they're worried about a resurgence. So everybody has scrambled to all the shopping malls and shopping centers and gone and stripped the shelves and done the usual chaotic thing. Because although they're being told... Uh, a buddy of mine now has... I got friends that are in the actual lockdown part, and I've got friends that are not in the lockdown part, if that makes sense. A buddy of mine's told told me that they have shut them back in again until these mandatory tests that are coming up. When they say as soon as the tests are over, they'll let them out again. But you know what? They said that last time. Yeah, and China's zero COVID policy is working great. It's working just fantastically. Swimmingly. Everyone's very happy yeah. uh, to be completely cut off, and the, eco- and the economy is taking a massive hit as well. People love that. Anyway, so just for those of you who have been watching news and so on. And there's been a lot of this nonsense about, oh, Shanghai's open again. It's over. It's behind us. Yeah, you know, no. it's in the past. Why Why is this then happening on a Friday night in the most happening parts of the city? Why is it yeah. that there's nothing? And like I said, this was sent to me literally hours ago. Yeah. Okay. Banana moon. Yeah. There we go. It's a bar. It is. Anyway, so, People yeah. People are asking. So. Oh, they were asking. Yeah. You, you didn't know banana moon? Come on. What's wrong with you guys? Happening happen in places. I hate, you know, when people say that, like, you've never seen so-and-so movie? Yeah. <sighs> Come what's on. What's wrong with you? Yeah. What's going on with you? Yeah. Anyway, so um, that's that. Let's move on. What's the next thing? Why have you got our favorite wolf wanker up here? <laughs> what did you like to know? Yeah. I'd love to know. Uh, <laughs> so this is Zhao Lijian, our favorite wolf wanker. 
He'll yep. be our least favorite as well. Oh, they kind a, of they kind of go hand in hand. He's a horrible, horrible man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's a foreign spokesman uh, mm-hmm. for China. So anytime they get, I always have to just pretend like people are new here. It could be some noobs. Just wanted to show that I have a very colorful uh, drinking water. This thing. has nothing to do with Jiao Lijian. <laughs> of course not. Uh, well, just, just saying. No. <laughs> anyway, so mm. Jiao Lijian, uh, when the government wants to put something out in English, even though he doesn't use English, yeah. unless he's typing, by sure. the way, but they'll, they'll use him as their foreign spokesman, right? Yeah. And he goes out and he was very upset. Well, the Chinese government is very upset right now because the WHO, World Health Organization, insinuated that... They might have to do another investigation, a deeper investigation. Yeah, that they may have just brushed over the initial investigation of COVID origins. Of COVID origins, right? So coming from the Wuhan lab, a uh, huge chunk of people, including myself, think that's how COVID started. Yeah. They're studying bat coronaviruses inside of this lab in Wuhan. Then all of a sudden, Wuhan becomes the epicenter of the outbreak. Put two and two together, right? Yeah. The thing is, uh, Peter Balsack, or oh. sorry, Peter Dazak. Oh, yeah, here we go. He headlined the uh, investigation. And unfortunately, he was a... Very good. He was very much responsible for the cover-up, well, part of the cover-up, in, in that he was working together with Shi Zhengli, the head scientist in this lab. Yeah, right? I mean, you've heard of gain-of-function yeah. by now. Yeah. You've, he was actually making sure that uh, money was being funded into research yeah. with bat coronaviruses within the exact lab where we suspect it broke out from. Anyway, I did this huge thing, expose in the beginning about how they tried to cover it up. Mm. Uh, I got a lot of unwanted attention from the Chinese government. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's just say yeah. that Peter Dazak and this whole this whole spiel, this whole thing that happened out of the Wuhan lab and then the subsequent cover-up, uh, w- you know, was basically, it was this token investigation that was put on by the CCP where they cleaned up the labs. They put a ton of time in between it happening. Yeah, like a year or a something. A year or something. Anyway. And then they got Peter, Peter Balsak who... You know, just so happens that he's the one funding the lab and that particular researcher, and he's involved in that whole thing and his massive friends with the scientists working there and he drinks Baijiu with them and goes to KTV. It's very bad. So they bring bring him in because they know he's just going to want to save his own ass. It's fishy and daddy. It's conflict of interest. So anyway, long story short, WHO is like, you know what? Maybe everyone in their critiques of saying that this was probably not the greatest investigation of all time was right and we need to do another thorough investigation of the yes. lab leak theory, right? Because the Chinese sense. government painted the lab leak theory as preposterous when in fact it's just the most it's the most recognizable It's the most logical, logical it's the source. logical thing that anyone would right. think because the the Wuhan the, the the wet market where people were getting all the infections from is like very close. It's a hundred meters yes, away. Meter, meters away. Meters anyway, away yeah. from one of the satellite labs yes, of the Wuhan uh, lab. Watch my video about it. Yeah. Anyway, it's ridiculous, and the way it panned out is the World Health Organization people like Peter Daszak from the Eco whatever it's called Eco Death Alliance <laughs> and um, Fauci and everybody yeah. else that got involved yeah. were. Trying to paint anybody who spoke about it as a lab leak as a conspiracy theorist right. and trying to demonize them, right. where I think everybody who has common sense would have at least entertained the idea that yeah. it could have been a lab leak. And the thing is, I've been in contact with scientists after scientists after scientists. I'm not bullshitting. This is even like so many people have reached out and they're like, listen. Even Balsack himself, if you watch his interviews yeah. just before, he's yeah. bragging about how yeah. they found the spike proteins and, and the cleavage sites and blah, blah, blah. We did a whole thing on yeah, that. Yeah, we've done it. 
even he himself before the lab leak was yeah. like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing and it's very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, long story short, put Jolly Jen back on there. Why'd you take him away? Oh, yeah. You mean our favorite uh, yeah. wolf wanker? There he is. So he got mad. China got mad. They're like, how dare you? I'm mm. going to quote him, okay? Quote him. He says, a foreign ministry spokesperson, Jolly Jen, rejected accusations that China had not fully cooperated with investigators, saying it welcomed a science-based probe, but rejected any political manipulation. He reiterated calls for an investigation into highly suspicious laboratories like Fort Detrick <laughs> and the University of North Carolina in the United States, where China... And he has suggested without evidence that the U.S. was developing coronavirus as a bioweapon. <laughs> Here's the quote from Zhao. Yeah. The lab leak theory is totally a lie concocted by anti-China forces for political purposes, which had no has nothing to do with science. Now, bitch, listen. Yeah. No science, right? Your government mm -hmm. is the one that's been going around saying that every single other country other than China is the one that put coronavirus out there, potentially on purpose, is yes. the bioweapon. You're the ones claiming that. Number two, people are testing walls and fish and frogs and, and, and lambs truck and tires shit. And, and truck tires. So you're talking to me about a scientific-based approach? Bitch! Now you're blaming North <laughs> Korean air? Yes. Okay, yeah. why don't you play the next part? Oh, yeah. Just this, play this in the background. So this is funny. your scientific approach, ready? Here's Zhao Lijian's scientific approach. Now China is calling, and this just gets me razzled up. It yeah. rustles my jimmies. Right. Calling for people in Dandong, yes. so on the, on the border of North Korea, which we've spent a lot of time there, by the way. This is in Dandong, which yeah. you're seeing right now. They're getting People are getting scolded. Okay. The border region in China with North Korea, the people are being told by the government to close their windows now, right? Yes. In their in their apartments, because the wind from North Korea could carry over the river into their house and give them coronavirus. Yes. Yeah, so, That's your yeah. scientific based approach. Basically, a breeze could carry coronavirus yes. from a random North Korean over the border into your apartment and yes. give you coronavirus. But not the Wuhan lab that studied bat-derived coron coronaviruses. And we're actually <laughs> manipulating them in yes. such a way that they could be infectious yes. in humans. Correct. And it's a, a couple hundred feet or no. meters away from the What's the happening? Market. What's happening is that it's coming through the air in, the, in your windows. Yes, and that some lab technicians fell sick. Yes. And, yes. you know, all this other nonsense that we know it, com we know it comes from the lab. Yes. Like it definitely I mean, it's, did. It's, it's, it's this is this is our opinion and it's it's yeah. it was a great concerted effort to make people like me and you sound crazy about mm. it and now it's pretty well accepted in a large chunk of the scientific yeah, community. Absolutely. Well, you know when I say we know it comes from a lab. It's like if I if I kick my toe on a rock By and the way, this is us on the North Korean border. Yeah. This is our footage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if I kick my my toe on a rock and I really hurt my my toe, right? Mm -hmm. I can go and say I'm pretty sure I hurt my toe on that rock. People can say, oh, well, actually, it's like the the pain react receptors in yeah. your toe that they said, no, it's the rock. I kicked the rock. Right. So, you know, you say it very in a simple way. I'm I'm 100% convinced. I don't know. Me too. You know? Me too. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. You make up anything else, but, you, you know. You can do whatever, the, like, devil's advocate or whatever, yeah. but, like, according to us, that's where it came yeah, from. From the very beginning. From common sense. From the very, very yeah. beginning. Anyway, so, yeah, apparently the wind is going to carry coronavirus. China's been incredibly unscientific when it comes to... The most. The, the most the coronavirus. unscientific. This crazy, these batshit crazy... Yeah, the pun was not intended there, but these batshit crazy <laughs> ideas that they've had from the very beginning about where it might Bat come from. Bat-piss crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bat-blood crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's been... <laughs> 
it's been outlandish, but the worst part about it is that it's not like some theories that have appeared in oh, like oh, a... We're flying through oh, the air. Just oh, sec, I'm sorry. Just sec, just sec. I gotta get us... bring us back to North Korea. Come I'm on, and that, no one's ever said that. Bring us back to North Korea. Yeah. Um, what I'm trying to say is that these theories that were put up, but mm-hmm. oh, it's on, might be coming on frozen food, or it's coming from Italy, or it's coming, whatever. I hope you know, no that's coming on frozen. Yeah, well, you know what yeah. it's coming from. Yeah. Okay. Um, that the coronavirus can be found on all these random things. What was it like clothing? Or, yeah, um, Korean clothing. Remember that? You know, all this stuff. It's not some weird scientific journal or not like a, a gossip rag or something. It's put out by state media. It's put out on the news and it's told to the population of China, this is where it's coming from. Or this is probably where it's coming from. They have videos of themselves taking a swab and testing a truck tire that's covered in mud and a rock (laughs) that we've shown you before and all this other stuff. It's not scientific. No. So Testing a fish. No. In its mouth. No. Oh, oh do you have... Where are your lungs? I don't know, but I'm just going to test it anyway. <laughs> have lungs. No, fish. exactly. It's dumb. So the whole point of them saying, oh, we're only going to listen to scientific um, you know, methods when it comes to this is a lie because they, don't, they themselves have shown over and over that they don't understand what approaching this whole coronavirus infection from a scientific standpoint is. Right. Right? That's the point I'm trying to make. So, good point. And what this actually is from our friend Jolly Jen is actually something we like to call... Oh, yeah. Projection! And that is another case where Jolly Jen is caught with projection. Absolutely. You piece of shit. Stop. You mm-hmm. dumbass. You look so stupid. Absolutely. And the Chinese government is getting... I mean, I don't want to say getting out of control. They've already gone full, like, ape shit crazy. So, if something doesn't match up with their narrative, they call it unscientific. Yeah. Yeah. Something matches up with their narrative, they call it scientific. Correct. It's that simple. Right. Anyway, we got to move on from that because we could talk about that all day, and we all yeah. know the the case. Now, next, we're going to talk about a, a game. Yes. Don't worry, it's not a sponsorship. Nope. Don't you worry. Yeah, Everyone don't. in the chat's like, "Whoa, War Thunder." Yeah, don't worry about I it. I don't even know what War Thunder is. I, anyway, I only found out after I did research for this. The reason so. we're showing this, um, which looks like it could be quite a lot of fun, actually, dude flying around the Spitfire and stuff. Why are we showing this? Oh, I have some secret documents to tell you. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, right. So this is War Thunder, which is a uh, it's a game. It's like an online game. Yeah. Kind of like you fly planes and drive tanks or something, right? Yeah, I guess so. It looks like a, a massively multiplayer. Why, why does it no, keep... Stop. stop it there. Oh, stop it here or stop no, it stop there? stop it on that document. Okay, stop it on the document. No, that was my secret document. That's a secret document. Yeah. Okay, so basically it there looks like it's a... a secret document. It, it's a multi... Multiplayer, multiplayer game, game online. It's not a simulator. It's like yeah. a... So it's not hyper-realistic, right? No. Okay. Not. I think a lot of people would wish it was. But anyway, I did mm. some research into this because I found out that it is home to a very dedicated type of person. And it's some. It's the type of person that you might get along with because you like military stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's some of the some of the subset of this population that loves this game are intensely into it. Kind of like the people that love trains and carry little notebooks around and document. Dude, every single subculture has people that are overly. Um, That's obsessed. why I said a certain subset. One might say the same about you in Star Wars. You I saw your little book in the in the bathroom there about like different races or something of Star Wars and. <laughs> So you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, I don't I'm know. I'm very out about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. By the way, I'm not blaming. I said a certain sect yeah. of the people that are interested I'm in I'm just this. trying to explain it. Like, doesn't 100%. matter what subculture there is. Yes. You get people who are incredibly, like, 100%. dedicated to it. So, unfortunately, for this type of community, unlike Star Wars, which won't get you in trouble, mm-hmm. this could get you in trouble. Yeah, because it's a lot military. of these people are affiliated with military, right? And they Military fanboys. Yeah, military fanboys. They write down serial numbers on the casing of a mm-hmm. muzzle. 
right? Yeah. It's crazy stuff, crazy amount of detail. Yeah. And what they do is they'll get into these arguments on the forums mm. and be like, no, the French tank there was wrong, blah, blah, blah. The tread sure. pattern was incorrect, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they correct each other. And they're like, no, I worked in the special infantry unit of the blah, 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 right? Sure, sure. And a couple of these guys, guys are military. So mm. first thing that happened was years and years ago, a British guy was like, no, screw you. And he actually had a classified document. Okay. He removed the classified stamp right. and put unclassified on it and said, see, I was right. He, oh, he, he wanted so, to prove a point. He was so wrapped up in this argument online, right, right. this beef, that he had to prove it. Another thing happened in France. But anyway, the newest thing was in China. Mm -hmm. This guy's playing War Thunder, arguing with people online on this forum about Chinese military stuff, right? And he's like, screw you. I work... You know, in, with the tank infantry crap, right? Right. And he has this document, by the way, this is censored, but the uncensored one is online. Right. And it's like the actual rod, like schematics and stuff of how the tank works. And it's highly classified. Isn't it, I think it's a it's an anti-tank um, projectile. Yeah, that's that's correct. Anyway, yeah. tank related. The, yeah. the point is, is that it's classified. Right. right? You're not supposed to... Um, you're not supposed to be showing this online to prove a point to win no. an online forum battle. And so obviously... It's getting so in other words, Chinese military secrets were leaked... Because um, of a uh, video game. On the forum. Oh. I mean, I I feel like all it's going to be is just um, something that is already known because it'll be a copy of something that's out there. So I don't think anyone's going to really benefit from so, this. So doing research, the major analysis was that intelligence around the world doesn't give a shit because they already know but <laughs> sure. china because it's theirs yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like oh you yes. stole our design <laughs> and there right. it is you know and china cares because it shows that people are out there with this sensitive documents i mean what's next right yeah yeah sure. maybe this wasn't a big deal but what's next yeah exactly yeah, maybe maybe a copy of the the black hole will come up next or something yeah. <laughs> and then they'll be yeah. like whoa mm, yep yeah. this is just our so, blueprint <laughs> yeah it's close it's close enough they got this wrong but yeah. it's almost there 80 yeah, you know, that used to happen with the Soviet Union all the time. They'd reverse engineer a plane, yeah. and then they'd build their own, and they would add features that are unnecessary. Yeah. So, for instance, some of the, the MiGs have got, like, these special um, kind of cutters that are built in in case uh, they do a false landing on an aircraft carrier, and the net gets tangled, supposed to cut the nets. So they put they found those on like U.S. planes. They captured order and they started to put them in the MiGs that don't even go on aircraft carrier because they, they didn't did. know what they were. Right, that's actually funny because in the Vietnam War, yeah, when the uh, the Vietnam Viet Cong would get um, weapons, right, yeah. like pistols and stuff, yeah, they would have they're very talented like smelters and stuff in the jungle out there right. doing presses of these guns that they would <laughs> capture from the mm -hmm. Americans, and they would have all these like extra features on there, but they they basically blanked out because yeah. they didn't know what they were, but they still yeah, but they them but like they put that. them on, yeah, yeah like yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny, yeah. It's interesting to see that. Anyway, um, so that's that as far as that's concerned. So be careful if you're playing a game. Don't go don't and put military secrets. Yeah, on. don't reveal military secrets. Or do it. It's up to you if you want to go to jail. Yeah. Remember we talked about this last time? Yeah, explain what it is. Well, it's, a, it's an anime and the Chinese censors decided in their infinite wisdom that it was too violent. So they would censor it. So they took the blood on the mother's face in this case, I think. It's a mother yeah, or yeah, something. And changed it from the color red to the color white. And, of course, everybody who's ever, I don't know, even lived, yeah, lived. <laughs> will know that that's, that's a rather stupid thing to do. Yeah. So somebody came along with a, a comic, which is kind of funny, to take the piss, basically, out of this. Um, and it's got two guys that are fighting. Um, and they're like, what's wrong? Done already? He's like, cough. I can do this all day. And uh, the Chinese censor guy comes along and says, excuse me, Chinese censorship um, coming through. Be just a second. All right. 
Uh, you're now officially family friendly, according to CCP regulations. Carry on. And changed all the blood on these two guys fighting into, well, white liquid. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both like, uh... Yeah, yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. Yep. yep. Anyway, so, um, yes, this is a fantastic uh, meme that mm. somebody on our subreddit uh, came up with. Thank you very much. After last week, when we spoke about Elon Musk praising the um, renewable energy sector in China without even thinking about the increasing coal usage and the other terrible things that are going on. So this is a well-known meme. For those of you who don't know, there's a, a cartoon of a, a girl standing posing for a photo. Somebody's taking a photo, but they're just taking a photo of her breasts. And it says token renewables on there. Everywhere else is CCP, human rights violations, massive ever-increasing coal <laughs> usage, a literal genocide, and Elon Musk's only taking a photo of the token renewables. Yeah, I thought that was great. So well done. Thank you for that one. I tweeted that at him. I didn't get a reply. <laughs> you tweeted that at Elon Musk. Yes. Yeah, he, apparently, he doesn't have a good sense of humor. I said at Elon Musk. Is this fair? He doesn't have a good mark? sense of humor, let's be honest. Just yeah. because you show up on Saturday Night Live doesn't make you funny. Yeah, true. Like a lot of the people on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, isn't, didn't, um, uh, what's his name again? Is that like Kung Fu guy? What's his name again? Steven Seagal. He actually hosted it once. Did he? Yeah, it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what do we got going on here? Uh, so this dude is, well, this is showing your training for when you're going to go hang out with your family in China. Yeah. And that, yeah, just go back to the beginning. I'll explain yeah. each one. Yeah, because this is funny. If, you, if you've lived in China, you yeah. will understand this. So he's, so he's when got you're getting, some yeah, when weights you, and he's doing some exercises. Yeah, when you're getting ready to go spend time with your family, you better get ready and train your arms to get ready to shuffle mahjong tiles, which is like a game where you, yeah, you don't mahjong. Yeah, anyway, yeah. you have tiles. Anyone yeah. who ever had a Nintendo this stuff is what, knows what yeah. a mahjong is. This yeah. is what we call slap. Yeah. Slap, you get ready to yeah. slap the card as hard as you can. Bam! Slap, yeah. We call it slap. Yep. Now he's getting ready to do the uh, dice roll, which is yes. a drinking game in China. Yeah. Schweizer, you know, Schweizer. That's yeah. what they call it. Dude, that drinking game, when I first got to China, we always played that. You know, you learn that at the bars. It's kind of the hundred percent. Everyone knows. It's all like Liu Galiu or Bagaba or whatever. Yeah. 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 And you, you one side's a... basically you either decide you're going to go up or, you know, whatever. I can't even remember the I, rules. I, we know it quite fluently. Yeah. Yeah. We played a lot of sides. Of... Yeah. Of course we did. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was fun. And yeah. it's like whoever loses has to drink or whatever. Yeah. Did you ever, when I was young, did you ever like lose on purpose? Just a drink? Yeah. Yeah, if it was going slow. I mean, no, I just always lost on oh, purpose because I am i don't have patience for that. If I'm oh. sitting down to have a drink, I want to drink. I don't want to sure. play a game to drink. I gotcha, yeah. <laughs> In the beginning, it was a very much fun. Like, I thought yeah. it was a novelty. It, um, over the years. Tell you what, though, if you go to any outdoor bar or restaurant thing, it's just like <laughs> the whole time. Anyway, it's an experience. No, what I want to say about sides is that mm. part and parcel of the game is actually cheating. Sure. It's the whole thing is cheating. You use the lip of your cup to actually yeah, roll you, the you, dice. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. part of that's, it for sure. That's not like a, oh, he's a cheater. Everyone does and that. And like the more drunk you get, the more you can yes. get away with it. Yes. Yeah. But if correct. people catch you out, they yeah, have of to course. do it again. Yeah, you have to drink and do it again. Yeah. But yeah. like everyone's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys doing this. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, just... like, no, no, thank so you. So in China, when... During the Chinese New Year, when they hand you the red envelopes, yeah. like with money in it, you have to at least feign like you don't want it. You have yeah. to be like, no, no, I don't know. No, boy, 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 boy. Yeah, exactly. And just like a humility thing. It is. It's like, oh, definitely. I don't need the money, you know? Yeah. It's being polite. All right, cool. So that concludes our What's New section. 
Does it? I mean, we've got we've got the wedding thing. Is that part of what's That is absolutely part of what's Okay, all right. So we're going to show you a little clip. Give us a second. I'm just going to start this out so you guys can take a look. All right, what's going on behind us? In fact, we'll get out of this for a minute. Okay, here we go. Watch this. Okay, so those of you might be a little bit confused as never mind the the song's a bit of a background uh, 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 inside joke, but it's lore, deep lore. It's deep lore. It has something to do with this. <laughs> Is that me gold? What the hell are you? I'm a leprechaun, me dear. <laughs> it does it have does. something to do with that. It affects directly. Yeah, directly. Well, does. actually, I mean, at some point we have to just say what that is. Yeah, because it's, it's a full-on produced song yes. about some hate that came at us. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's deep lore. Yeah, we'll get into it at some point. But yeah. basically, what you're looking at here is a wedding. Sichuan. Yes. Western China. Okay, in a very well-known poor area of China. Okay. Yeah, eh, it's not the poorest. Yeah, it's pretty, just poorer than Yeah, I, I know. But yeah. This particular area is oh, yeah, known yeah, yeah. as for sure, for being sure. very being poor. poor yeah. So this is a wedding in China, Chinese wedding. Okay, someone live streamed it because live streaming seems to be the thing to do in China. So let's just play it in the background a little bit. On what you guys are doing. Okay, so anyway, weddings in China are, of course, a massive cause for celebration, just like everywhere else in the world. If you've ever been a part of a Chinese wedding, it's very different. And it, of course, varies depending on which area you're in. A Guangdong wedding is very different to something that you'll have yeah. like up north or sure. wherever. So um, this video is showing this lovely wedding um, celebration in a, poor, in, a poor in a very, very poor place. But it's not going there to document the poverty. Look no. how poor these people are. It's just people. Filming the wedding. Yeah. Because they're celebrating it. Correct. Yeah. What happened to the guy who filmed this? He got arrested. He got arrested. Why? The guy that got, that was just went here to document these people's wedding. It's not, by the way, this is not going on Nat Geo or something. No, it's just something for like it's Weibo a dude, he's or something. Like, yeah, he's like, hey, it's my buddy. My buddy's getting married, you know? Sure. Like, let's let's spread it around. Let's celebrate everyone happy. Look, at yeah. we, got all, we got all the crops out. We got all the oranges out, you know? Mm -hmm. Celebrate some fruit. We got all this yeah. kind of stuff. He gets arrested because it's promoting or lying about the poverty situation in China. And you're not. Yeah. Remember we talked about this. Yeah. If you ever see an article out there, and this is a warning for you guys to keep your alert alerts on. Yeah. If you see an article about how Xi Jinping eradicated poverty in China, mm -hmm. don't just pay attention to this clip, but pay attention to the fact that you're not allowed. We talked about this. Yeah. It's not that poverty was eliminated. It was that Xi Jinping said poverty was eliminated. So if you talk about it now. Then you're gonna get in trouble because yes. poverty is supposed to supposed to have been eliminated. Yeah. It's not the reality; it's virtual reality. It is. It is. So this poor guy just goes and looks at this wedding. Yeah. Puts the video out there. He gets arrested because you're not allowed to show poverty anymore. It's not that poverty is not allowed to exist. Yeah. He got arrested by it. the local government for yeah. um, making China look bad. Yes. That's exactly. That's what actually it, yeah. what the charge, the charge was. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this is just at absurdity. There's no reason to hide this kind of thing. No. Everybody understands. It doesn't matter what country you're from, okay? It doesn't matter where you are. There's going to be poor people. There's going to be poverty. And we should work together to, to try our best to, you know, change that. 
I have a little, t- I have a little uh, piece of advice. What's that? The Chinese government is that you allowing people to see poverty in China doesn't make China look bad, but arresting people that film it absolutely does. Yes, it makes it makes you realize that the problem's way worse than this just this family or this sure. region. It means it's probably widespread, which we can confirm having rode around the entire country. Absolutely. Um, and they're just trying to hide it. And it, the thing is, it penetrates very successfully into other journalism. Mm. Like, I'll, I was obviously great journalists out there and stuff, but I'll see mainstream articles often talk about, like, not pr- not like praising, like, oh, look at how amazing China is. It's like when China eliminated poverty in 2018, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like it's a fact instead yeah. of, like, holy shit, that's not a fact at all. No. Their poverty didn't go anywhere. No. Right? No, no, no. Anyway. Um, so I see you've kind of muddled up some of the clips here. So I'm just going to quickly bring us to the uh, the the cause. I wanted us. This is what's new over here, right? What this? <laughs> okay. What no, it's not. It's not what's new. No, I put it in 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 world view. Well, then why do you have the? Uh, give us a second here, guys. Why do you have the this footage then right here? Where is it? What? Why did you straight after this this poverty footage put in? Um, it's not AV China why, unless we argue yeah, about this. Why did you put this footage in then? That's not. This is very much related to the other thing. Oh, the chaff thing. Yeah. Oh, in my mind it wasn't. Sorry. Oh, okay. yeah. You're absolutely correct. It is similar. I okay. Didn't, it was separate to me. So should we just in my heart? Should let's we keep doing it? It's fine. Okay. Well. Yeah. We'll do, do it. Do it together. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do it together now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Since it is what's new and it is relevant, you know, before we get into the main topic, of course. Um, I thought this was world because you know you have different world like countries sure. involved. Yeah. Remember yeah. last time we spoke about the uh, the pride of the Canadian military, the uh, Aurora. The Aurora. Mm. We had some great humor on the, yeah. on the subreddit about that. <laughs> well, apparently. Um, China accuses Canada of provocative acts <laughs> in the skies after the military jet criticism. Oh my god! Yeah, seriously. What is that called? What is that? Called? Oh, that's called. Anyway, um, turns out it's not only Canada that's being harassed. Okay, Australia yeah. is being harassed too. But so, there was an incident which is actually even more uh, dangerous than what's been happening. Because remember, with the auroras, they were just buzzing them. Mm. We look at this clip from the Australian Nine News. We also have a military surveillance aircraft, okay, which is the we're presented here. The RAF great. is that? I suppose it's Royal. What is that? Royal Australian, Australian Air, Air Force. Force. That's what it'll be. The RAF. RAF. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the RAF is the Royal Air Force. You know, it's my my grandfather used to fly for the Royal Air Force, and this is the RAAF. Come on, guys, make up something a little more interesting. <laughs> Call it, I don't know, kangaroo fighters or yeah, something. Yeah, the kangaroo, anyway, the quad fighters. They're busy doing a patrol, and a Chinese jet, instead of just buzzing them, actually um, dumped chaff, um, which is very, very bad. Okay, you can see here the simulation in the background. For those of you who don't know what chaff is, it's a countermeasure. Mm-hmm. If you're flying a, a fighter jet... Um, and you've got a missile fired at you, you dump chaff, and what it is is it's kind of like particles of um, like tinfoil type stuff that it's incendiary, and it's, it basically creates a heat signature so the missile might think it's the plane, and it goes towards that instead of the plane. Gotcha. But what happened in this incident is they dropped chaff, and it got sucked into one of the engines of the plane, and it could have potentially caused a crash. Now, I don't know what's wrong with the, the world out there, but... <laughs> that to me is an act of war. Yes. That's 
almost the same as opening fire. I, the thing is, if this happened with, the, the, with Australia and mm. they dumped chaff on China, the international community would call that an act of war, yeah. including especially China. Yeah, of course. If you literally put the, the, the crew at risk inside of that plane by not only flying dangerously close, and by the way, they were operating within international airspace once again, not in not China's airspace. airspace. Yeah. Um, and international is for everyone, right? That's yeah. the whole point. It's for, yeah, yeah chi- Chinese planes can be there too, flying yeah, around. It's international Fine. airspace. No one's like saying, don't go there, China. Yeah. But they're sending their jets up there to harass anyone who's in these the, in the international airspace, which, of course, they claim is their own. Of course. This is the South Every China time. Sea stuff, right? But dumping chaff into the engine of a, an aircraft like that is incredibly dangerous, and it could have actually caused the deaths of everybody on board the other plane. That would have definitely been declared an act of war, yeah. I think. I don't know. I, I mean, at this point, at, who knows? At this right? point, and again, China can do whatever they want. China right? accused Australia of, yeah, of being provocative and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is wrong with this it's just, situation? It's insane. It's also when you've got a um, surveillance aircraft which is unarmed. It's not a military. It's no, not there to like attack no, anyone. It's a surveillance no. aircraft being attacked by fighters, being buzzed by fighters, and being you know literally dropping something that yeah. hits it. It's not good. It's attempted sabotage. It is. So anyway. Um, there's something that happened literally a few days ago. Okay, so let me get us to that. Let's get us. Up. I've got to go scrub back and find it. This is something that seems seems to happen a lot whenever these incidents come around. As we discussed last week, let me just get past this. Um, there was another fighter pilot crash in China. This time it was in survived. By the way, oh yeah, of course. So you survived. two chill out. Yeah, there's the pilot. He's alive and well. Yeah. Where was that again? In uh, Hubei. Hubei, right. So in it was Hubei, in, sorry. Uh, Hubei? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was Hubei. Yeah, it's Hubei. Yeah. So again, we had another fighter pilot crash. I guess what happens is they do these international provocation things and then they're like, oh, well, yeah, look, we better do some training quickly, you know, just in case something kicks off. And then whenever they try to do training, they crash. Uh, someone died, but not the pilot. Which oh. so no, we didn't show anyone died. No, 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 no. It was no. a civilian on the ground. Apparently, makes sense. Makes not sense. in the video. Don't. Worry. Well, I mean, when a, a jet plane crashes into buildings and had cars just, and stuff. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. You know. Okay. Anyway, so um, we had another uh, jet pilot crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another fighter crash. Talked about how common this is. Um, it is just so mm. prolific in China. And the, one of the reasons we wanted to bring this up is there's been a bit of misinformation. Um, or mistaken information going out there on Twitter and so on. Yeah, it's kind of some, annoying, to be honest. Some, some people this is, were... This is the crash. This is the yeah. crash, yes. This is the crash, right? Crashed into some houses. Yeah. There were some injuries, of course, people yeah. being burned, and so that's kind of happens when you have a, a you know aviation fuel going everywhere and catching yeah, on fire. Sense, right? But this clip behind us here, these clips, this is not... Yeah, I saw this going around as like part of the crash. This yeah, isn't some, even in the same freaking so, province. Some people were sharing this to say this is um, footage of the, the jet fighter crash. No, this is not... not. This is in Hangzhou. Yeah, and this is... Um, what was it? It was a... It was a motorcycle factory fire. It was a motorcycle? I thought it, it had something to do with factory. ice and fire... Yeah, so that's the area. It's like a shopping, uh, okay. Zhuangxiao. How do you say Zhuangxiao? Like a reno- renovation, renovation, renovation district. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. a different thing. That is a fire that caught a bunch of stuff. Yes. You know, it's lots. Of, well, not, not lots. A bunch of people did die in that one as well. But that's an unrelated. So what happens when people that can't read Chinese though? So there's mm. literally it says Hangzhou right there. Yeah. You know when you. Do, it does. Yeah. Look, it doesn't matter. No, at I the just end of the day. people should be accurate. Yeah, we want we want to be accurate. So yes. anyway, just to follow up from last week. 
for some or other reason, we have Chinese military jets um, harassing surveillance aircraft again, this time almost fatally. And then we've got more Chinese fighter jets crashing as they That's try right. to train. And this is something that you see happening quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to know more about it, you can watch our previous episode yeah. where we showed a bunch of examples of the, we talked about the our time jet fighters well. crashing. crashing. Yeah. 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 So I guess that's it for what's new. That was a long what's new segment. I believe so, yeah. So this is a pretty big sode, so we're going to have to rip through some of this stuff. Okay, cool. So do you want to answer a couple of Super Chats yeah, before we hit our next... Um, our Thank next you one? to all the people donating, obviously. Really mm-hmm. appreciate that. Um, I want to say shout out to a friend of the channel, Joshua Ortiz. Joshua Ortiz, mm-hmm. uh, friend, personal friend of mine as well. It's his birthday. Oh, Happy birthday. Uh, thank you very much, Josh, for your support. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, Charles Womack, the mm. irony of the CCP is that you were pro-China influencers. No, we are pro-China yeah. influencers. Until they came at you with the PLA. I'm referring to your recent video. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah, actually, I'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, i, I got to say, man, like that's something that really annoys me. Yeah. People call us anti-China. Where- Pro-China. Yeah. People that call us anti-China obviously cannot tell the difference between a government and a country mm. or a people because we're not. We're actually very pro-China. We're very yes. anti-CCP, if that makes sense. Yeah. Communist Party of China, not good. And the 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 ill effects that they've had on yeah, society more, as a whole. More anti the bad behavior of the CCP. Yeah, not even correct. anti-CCP. There's good people in the CCP, of course. Sure. Uh, sorry, JPN mm-hmm. says, I misread the title as Goth Influencer Erased in China. She's not even close to being a goth girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Saint says, you guys keep your foot to the CCP since it appears they are getting influ- they are getting influenced by it since they're always changing their story. Thank you very much. It's true. Uh, Gunfox61, thank you very much. Jason Park, thank you very much. Sha- uh, Shaze, thank you very much. And he says, let's saunter right in. Well, let's, let's do that. Let's do it. Okay, so let's go into the main thing, guys, which is Soft Power Hour, where we talk about how the Chinese government is trying to change your mind through various ways and means. Uh, And let's take a look at this week's one, which is, well, this has been a bit of a backfire as far as uh, everything is concerned. We're first going to talk, maybe you can, you've got some notes about this dude. What happened to this dude? Uh, This dude. Oh, no, no, I'll talk about the other guy. This dude just... uh... He did like an art piece where he's in mainland China. He stood in front of uh, the uh, principles of Chinese uh, socialism mm-hmm. right here. You see like Ziyo and all that kind of stuff. Freedom. Freedom. Like all those fake pillars of what Chinese socialism actually means. Yes. Uh, he stood in front of them like Tank Man. So yeah. you remember Tank Man? Yes. Yeah, he stood in front of the tanks. He had the two Everyone bags. Everyone knows. And, um, yeah. He had the headband on and he had the two bags, right? Mm-hmm. So he did this and apparently, this is alleged, but apparently this guy's disappeared. Yeah, since this doing this, he's, since di- he's disappeared. This is mild photo to bring awareness back to Tiananmen Square, but it's very much related uh, to our main segment here. Yeah, bring it up in a second. Which is about this guy, Li Jiaqi, right? Austin the- Lee. And I'm just going to, while you bring it up, I'm going to read some stats. This influencer in China had 64 million followers. So that made yeah. him the biggest biggest one in china yeah this right. is this guy in the background by the way uh i gotta introduce a little bit about him you can tell the stats in a minute but he is known as lipstick brother number one <laughs> yeah okay literally he um basically made his career he he started working for i think l'oreal or something at one of those little booths in a mall oh wow and then what a come up yeah, so basically he realized that people were not comfortable trying on the different colors he was trying to sell to them. So he thought a novel idea, he'd wear the different colors of lipstick and Make it more yeah, just yeah. show people like, look, this is this color. That's a clever idea. 
And apparently he became like massively popular. Right. Um, and so he started to win all these these competitions. Right. Uh, it's, I, Huge I mean, influencer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm a little cringed out by him, to be honest. It's just me. Anyway, the fact of the matter is he's fantastically, he became fantastically popular. Okay. Yeah. Fantastically popular. And he started to garner a massive following and he started to do the live streaming thing and started to sell stuff. Okay. Now, uh, what were you saying about his net worth? So, let me read off. Yeah. Put the footage up here. Okay. So, Lee Jiaqi, Austin Lee, English name. So, you're right. find him, Austin Lee. Austin Lee. 64 million followers. Can you imagine that? Yeah. That's literally like, what, a fifth of America's population? Yeah. Right? Uh, $15 million net worth. But that was prior to this. It's like an old yeah. stat. Yeah. So, $15 million just from streaming. 15 years. Yeah, over right. 100 million RMB, right? Oh, by the way. Um, Lipstick in Chinese is, is one of my favorite, like, direct translations, kind of. Yeah. Uh, for example, one of my favorites is uh, Frankenstein, which yeah. is uh, Guairin, which means science strange man. How about Shindangjie Laoren, which is Christmas old man. man, which is Santa Claus. Yeah. But the, one of my favorites is Lipstick, which is Kohong. Kohong means red mouth. Yeah. Or mouth, mouth red. red. Yeah, Kohong. Lipstick yeah. is mouth red. Anyway, yes. he was Lipstick brother number one, and he was wealthy beyond all belief but he was the biggest influencer in china and the, the reason that's important is that we've seen this multiple times mm. where an influencer gets so big and so large that all eyes are on him and the ccp will cut them down to size yeah we'll explain but before we do that i gotta tell you this guy pulled off an incredible feat 2018 he broke the guinness world record for the most lipstick applications in 30 seconds how is that a record <laughs> I feel like you can make a record out of anything. You can. But, I want this, hey. this is not a place for jokes right now, though, because yeah. the poor guy is... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But before that, I also yeah. have to tell you that uh, in one broadcast, and this was like in April last this year. This is crazy, yeah. yeah. In one broadcast, he and his sales partner, who was a CCTV uh, anchor, so Chinese Central Television anchor, they achieved sales of 40 million RMB, UN. What is that in US dollars? Uh, let me pull. Let's figure it out. 40 million yen in two hours. Okay. And there were nearly 11 million people um, watching. Six million bucks. Six, so in two hours, this guy, like we've got to explain just how big he is. Yeah, six million US dollars in two hours he made sales yeah. for like lipstick. and But it's not just lipstick. The guy sells everything. Oh, it's beauty products. It's like He's ducks. the little, yeah, little food. Food things. Food things snacks. or snacks, like anything. He's become yeah. so popular that people, obviously, they hire him. Companies give like really pay him a lot of money to go and, uh, you know, advertise their products. Yeah. So he is China's number one Juggernaut. influencer. Juggernaut. Number one. Yeah. Like there is no... no. There was a number one before him, and she's disappeared. Why did she disappear? Let me read the quote here. Okay. So her name was uh, Via. Mm-hmm. And she was disappeared. We actually we covered this before, uh, but it's been it's been a while yeah. since she since she pieced out. So why? Yeah. So she was known as Via. She was, her name was Huang Wei, mm-hmm. and there was another one called Zhu uh, Chen Hui. Mm-hmm. Her name was Cherry. Yeah. Um, th- and they were fined millions of dollars. So first first they disappeared off the internet, right? Yeah. For tax evasion by the local tax authority in Hangzhou. That was at least the guys. Yeah, that's that oh, why yeah. they were punished, They did that right? to Fan Bingbing as well, remember? Yeah, and mm-hmm. they had to uh, make public apologies in their Taobao accounts, which is going to be where they're making the majority of their money and products. And other social media presence disappeared, and they never live-streamed again. They, yeah. They effectively disappeared. Well, I mean, let, let's then explain what happened to this guy, because we have to get yeah, serious sure. about this, okay? Because look, this guy... 
He's a maverick, okay? He came up from yeah. nothing. He built himself on sure. lipstick. It's okay, actually lipstick, pretty inspiring. If lipstick you look brother at, number one. No, but seriously, like coming yeah. from a kiosk and yeah. becoming a multi-multi-millionaire influencer. Absolutely. And huge it's huge fan base, yeah, too. It's admirable. Anyway, yeah. the fact of the matter is, okay, he's it's now the eve of the Tiananmen Square Massacre anniversary. Yes. Okay. And a few hours before the anniversary, um, He's live streaming, selling a bunch of tat as usual and yeah. selling whatever he's selling. Sure. And uh, one of the items that they are presenting is a cake slash ice cream slash whatever it is that, as you can see in the picture, it's our thumbnail as well. I'll get us out of there for a second. Um, looks like a tank. Right? So yeah. now the, the thing... ice cream cake. Yeah, it's an ice cream cake. kind of looks like... A, it looks... Pretty well, bad. Let me explain the, the tank real quick. Okay. So the ice cream cake was the base. Okay. And then the tread pattern was not tread. It was actually Oreos. Okay. And then they used a chocolate, one of those chocolate tubes, those yeah. logs. Yeah. To be the gun, the turret. Yeah, the turret, right. yeah. Okay. So no, that, that's what so Because you have audio listeners out there. Oh, that's there. true. Okay. So it looks like super amateur hour anyway. But that's something that they were showing. And I don't know if, why they were showing it, if it's they were trying to sell this or if they were trying to show this is what you can make at home or something. Yes. But almost immediately, the stream got cut yes. and censored. And all his social media went down. In other right. words, went silent. I think it's right. still up there. But since that stream, he hasn't appeared on social media once. Right. He missed scheduled live streams that he was supposed to be doing. Okay, so stuff where he was supposed to be on. Um and uh, he's not been reachable by anyone. No. Can I make one quick correction? What's that? You know that day where you said he made 40 million RMB? Yeah. It was actually 1.9 billion RMB. Seriously? Yes. No, but then it was within two, within two... Billion. In the first day of his Alibaba sales. No, okay, but I'm talking about him and that woman they did in two hours. Oh, yeah. 40 million. Oh, in two hours. So I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm but saying I think that's a key stat yeah. to have. That's 200, 200 plus million dollars in, in a, a day. day. Yeah. So, so that's like the, another guy, perspective. Another you got to understand how yeah. <laughs> much influence. You got to understand China, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you got to understand. China. Anyway, that's how much influence. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so the fact of the matter is he's gone completely radio silent. I mean, yeah. forcefully so. silent. Yeah. Silent. Yeah, exactly. But this has caused something which is known as the Li Jiaqi paradox. Yeah. Okay. Because. Nobody could understand, all right? Something that the Chinese government has been working incredibly hard to do over the past um, two, two or three decades is to erase any mention, image, or knowledge of the Tiananmen Square massacre. It's not taught in school. Nope. It's not taught in history. Nope. It's never shown on TV. It's never shown in the newspapers. People who try to talk about get silenced. They yep. get arrested. They get, yep. they get disappeared or whatever. You cannot talk about it. And I experienced this myself in China a lot, that nobody knew what it was. Oh, yeah. This is what we, go and we okay. went through. Yeah. And the reason I found out about this is, obviously, I knew if you're going to China, you don't talk to people about Tiananmen Square. It's a political landmine. You know, it's a hot yes. topic. You don't talk about it. But I remember a couple of times I, by mistake, mentioned it because I turned, it turned out the first time I went to Beijing, the first time I went to Tiananmen Square, just happened to be on the anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre. And I couldn't understand what was going on, why there was so much security, why my bag was triple checked, why the, yeah. The, yeah. the guards were following me around and yep. there was all this crap going on. And so 
I was, you know, occasionally it came up in, in conversation. I'd be talking to some friends or people I'd met or students or whatever. And I'd say, yeah, you know, when I went to Beijing, it was really hectic because I went there on the anniversary and then, yeah. I, then I had to stop myself and like, they'd be like, Wait a minute. Yeah, and then they were like, that, yeah. what, what anniversary, you know, and it actually got me into trouble once. But, you know, the fact of the matter is people didn't know. Nobody nope. knew. Nobody the knew. very few people, the very yeah. few people that I met in China that knew what Tiananmen Square Massacre was, they they were taught it was a good thing. Yeah. And that it was justified and they were t- like domestic terrorists. Yeah, they were basically. getting rid of domestic yeah. terrorists. So here's the thing. Most of this guy's, I mean, this guy was born in like 92. Yeah. Okay. So he's young, um, which makes me feel super old. <laughs> okay. But he was born in 92. And um, most of his followers are young women. The majority, like 99%. Yes. Okay. As, young as women. It would be yeah. with the majority of women being interested in makeup. Yeah, and handsome young men. And handsome young men. So anyway, all these, the majority of his followers are are young women who, most of them never knew that this Tiananmen Square uprising happened in the first place. Mm -hmm. They don't know about it. But because his stream got cut, everybody wanted to know why. Because he's the biggest influencer in China. He's the number one. Everybody is invested in him. All of his fans, all of his salespeople, everybody wants to know what happened. So they start looking around. They're like, what did he do? He showed a, a tank. Why is that sensitive? What's wrong with a tank? And Yeah, actually, I saw some pictures. I, I, yeah. couldn't, you know, I saw them the other day, and I couldn't even find them to put them back on. It's been scrubbed. Yeah. But there's uh, girls, which is very rare, but girls around college age girls yeah. standing up with banners that they made to, for protests. They made yeah. protests for him, and it said, like, uh, I'm hungry, but I won't eat until Li Jiaqi comes back. Yeah. Right? It's crazy to see. Because he's missing. He's missing. Right? So everybody's like, what could have triggered this? And because of that, they started to do some research. They started to use VPNs. They, they yeah. wanted to know what's going on. Yeah. And for the first time, I was reading articles, in, um, you know, not in Chinese media, but in, in alternative Chinese media, like in Taiwan and various places. I was reading articles of what people were saying. And they were like, I didn't even know about the Tiananmen nope. Square uprising before this happened. What is, um, what is that called? Yeah, that's called the... Uh, oh, can you see me? That's the Streisand effect. effect. Big okay. time. Massive. Huge. And that caused thousands of people to look up something that the oh, Chinese more than has, thousands. Yeah, okay. Millions. <laughs> yeah. They have successfully silenced. Yes. China has gotten to the point where they have so successfully silenced and bastardized what actually happened in 1989 that it's not a threat anymore. Yeah. It was more of a threat when we were like first in China. When we first got to China, 05 to 08, yeah. there was still a threat where it's recent enough to people like, holy shit, if you find out about that, that's like mind-blowing. I remember yeah. my, when, my, when my, my wife found out about that in university, yeah. Macau, her professor taught them about it and she cried. Yeah. Because it was recent enough to be like, holy shit. But China has stifled it for so long and so successfully that right now they don't really worry too much about that information getting out there. Yeah. But when you actively censor a gosh darn cake. Yes. Right? Imagine being for, imagine being afraid of a cake. Yeah. A Tiananmen Square cake, right? It's not it's even a Tiananmen Square cake. Yeah, it's whatever, literally a tank, a tank cake. cake. A, ta- a, a shitty tank cake. Well, I wonder if yeah. it tastes good, by the way. I kind of want a tank cake now. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But then you get rid of it at the same time. So you stifle this. Imagine... If they were smart, you just pull down that episode. If they're going to be that petty and ridiculous, you pull yeah. down that episode or you yeah. censor that scene. And people like, oh, okay, the rumblings go away. But when you disappear the guy, the number one guy, again, number it shows one influencer. you how tone deaf and brain dead mm. CCP leadership is when you do that. Because they have ultimate goals is to have control over the people. Yeah. But people are going to question that. They don't realize. I think the Chinese government, said they get scared about how much power and money these people have, like, yeah. like Li Jiaqi. But they do. They don't understand the full 
scope of that, they don't realize that people care about him more than the Chinese government. Yes. The average 20-year-old girl doesn't give an absolute shit about some piece of shit bastard pot belly smoking guy yeah. in the CCP. Yeah, they, they care about him. They don't give shit about that guy yeah. if he lives or dies. They care about Lipstick Brother they number one. They care about Lipstick Brother number one. And the Chinese government not, not only hates that, right? Yeah. But they also think they overestimate their power. Mm. They overestimate the fact that people do look up to other people that are much more inspirational, like Li Jiaqi, than some piece of shit CCP potbelly guy. Of course. Right? So this is where they've miscalculated people again. And now a shit ton of people in China know about something that they really don't want them to know about. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? It's crazy. Yeah, so the, the, the whole end game of this is we don't know if this was intentional or not. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's the thing. A lot of his fans are now coming out and saying... He was born in 1992. We didn't know about it. He didn't know about no. it. Like, this is just, like, the, there's a part of me that would like to think that this mega superstar, million, multi-billionaire millionaire with, that earns so much money would never try to jeopardize his career by doing something like this on purpose. Okay, but part of me really hopes that he did do it on purpose. I, I think he did. think so? I think he did. I think so. I think he thought that it would cause discussion without becoming such a big issue. Yeah, maybe, maybe he thought he was too big to be touched. No, I think it's more of a situation where it's so innocuous and so ridiculous that it's almost like an inside joke or something. Right, and he didn't think like, people would take him seriously. Yeah, like he probably is could have pro-democracy democracy inklings, right? He probably mm -hmm. studied abroad, that kind of stuff. Maybe. But you have a situation where he can do something like this and then nobody pays attention to it and the people that know, know. And it's kind right, of like, right, you know, right. it's like a silent acknowledgement. Maybe it was that woman over there. Yeah. It's hard to tell. It's hard like, to tell. It's really hard to tell. Um, because at the end of the day, the, the, end, the, the end effect is that he's been completely disappeared. Yeah. And completely disappeared off social media, probably permanently. I speculate that he'll make a reappearance and do some pro CCP stuff. Yeah, that does that does happen. Do. That yeah. does happen. Not by his choice, by mm. the way. No. But anyway, that's kind of what's happened with that. We thought this guy. Wow, like when they take down big dogs like this, mm. it's not good. It's not no, good. No, it's never good. So anyway, um, now you know how sensitive the Chinese government is about um, you know the Tiananmen Square they cry, massacre. They cry over tank cakes, and that's why um, very recently we've had. Uh, all these incidents in America, actually, twice twice now. Um, Cornell University, mm -hmm. um, just last week. Yeah. Was it Cornell yeah, University? Cornell, yeah. Uh, a, Hong Kong, a Hong Kong student was yeah. putting up a free Hong Kong poster. And a light post. Yeah, yeah which they're, stickers, yeah. they're allowed to do. Yeah. And uh, a mainland Chinese student. Scratched him. Yeah, came and attacked him. Yeah, scratched his Yeah, head. well, he didn't like, he didn't come up like a cat and go around. Kind of, I saw the footage. You did go around. You saw the footage? Yeah, I saw the footage, but I didn't see him come and go around. No, I saw the aftermath. It's yeah. Just yeah. No, I mean, the, sure. the injury was a scratch, yeah. but that was the result of a scuffle. Yeah, I know. He didn't come up I and just, say like, I'll scratch your hand if you scratch mine. <laughs> I know. You know, it wasn't no, like I'm a little. Saying, I was just wondering if you had seen that. Of course. Like, we can't make it out to be like. No, a I'm not saying injury. it's, a, but he no, injured yeah, him. He sure. drew blood. He did. He did. Okay, he drew blood because. The Hong Kong guy was trying to put up a poster. So first of yeah. all, it is it is physical no, I, assault. Absolutely, I just didn't. He was physically that. assaulted. He didn't get shot. No, he yeah. was physically assaulted by a mainland student, yes. also going to Cornell yes. University. Correct. And his posters destroyed and ripped up and stuff. Correct. Which they're going to stop doing this, by yeah, the way. Probably. If if there was one thing I could do, if I could choose a full time job, my full time job would be to go Protect onto university speech. campuses and 
make sure that there's enough representation about the Tiananmen Square massacre and Taiwan issues and Tibet and any, anything that's sensitive. It's protected. Anything that's sensitive when it comes to the CCP mm. and make sure that anyone who messes with that stuff realizes that there are laws and consequences when you're outside right. of China. Right. Because they always seem to get away with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And this happened as well down in, um, you know, near where we used to live in California, the, the USC something, I think it is. They also had a Tiananmen Square um, like thing that they put up. They put up candles, LED candles, but they put up candles. Oh, okay. And they stuck some posters to the floor there oh, you know, and to, to commemorate. And two mainland Chinese students came, started kicking all the candles away and tearing up the posters and stuff like that. It's like, little babies. dude. The embassy tells them to do that. Spoiled little children. We yeah. get it. In your country, you're not allowed to have an opinion sure. that's other than the main right. narrative. You're not allowed to talk about these things. But when you're in the States and other countries, everybody has the yeah. right to express their own opinions. Right. And you need to be able to respect their opinions. You don't need to, well, at least respect their um, chance to have an opinion. You don't need to respect them. You don't need to care about their opinions. But you're not allowed to go around trying to censor people on American soil no. No. just because they want to remember the victims of a freaking massacre. massacre. You know? Yeah. It just shows you how indoctrinated people are and how successful the Chinese government has been yes. at censoring the Tiananmen Square massacre and turning it into something else. So to wrap it up, justice for all the people that want to remember this massacre and have yeah. representation for it and justice for Lipstick Man, uh, brother, Lipstick number, brother one. number one. And uh, we hope to see him back in hopefully in a different country where he is safe. I agree. Yeah. All right. So I guess uh, we can take a couple super chats before we hit yes. Wumao Corner. We upload boy. Thank you very much. Sneaky Joltian. Good news, guys. The Banging Pot Music Festival is coming to my town finally. I'm hoping to bring some rotten vegetables. They'll be so goodly. Yo. Oh, you mean they're going to be... <laughs> yeah, that guy. What does he do again? <laughs> oh, that's right. It's a very noble and old profession. I, yeah. you know, when I went to the, Remember, I went to the Renaissance Festival not yeah, that yeah. long ago. In, uh, actually, it was a while ago. In uh, upstate New York. Yeah. And um, didn't they have like fried butter? They had all kinds of stuff. I got a turkey leg. It actually sucked. What the hell's up with fried butter, by the way? They didn't have fried butter. I feel like that's, that's one of those. That's the... at carnivals. Okay, I feel like that's a bad thing that's for you. That's horrid. Why would I feel you like eat it clogs... fried butter? I think that it doesn't even taste good. <laughs> well, well, then why do they sell it? Who, who's going to eat butter plain? You know what no, I mean? Do you I mean eat no, plain? no, 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 no. My mom told me when I was like three. Yeah. I used to like, she would be on the phone or whatever, and I would like sneak eat like raw, like plain butter on the. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't do that now. Anyway, can yeah. I get back to my point? Sure, sure. So when I was at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah. Um, I feel like I saw, you know, people LARPing around as like their old professions from the Middle Ages. Yeah, like I'm a blacksmith or I, something. I feel like I saw some. I'm the some, squire. I feel like I saw some pet, pet shoers. Oh, you got some yeah. pet shoers, yeah. yeah. For sure. But for those of you who don't know who that is, it's. Um, I Hanan. Yeah, he loves clan man. man. He's clan man. He's clan man. He's now become clan man. Anyway, yeah. mm. the banging pot music festival in this joke was yeah. when people in Shanghai were protesting the lockdowns and they're banging pots and pans out their window. Yeah, and then the Chinese government cracked down on that, saying it was, <laughs> saying it was foreign, foreign forces. Yeah, it was foreign, foreign forces, forces are convincing people to bang their pots yes. and pans to disrupt the harmony and stuff. Yeah. Right. Usual. Uh, they can never take any responsibility for yes. their own bad actions. Jerry Huang says, uh, "Last night I had a debate with this pro CCP Singaporean lady who." Who accidentally messaged my number and it reminded me of Winston Salad Scammer video. 
This is something okay. I'll talk about in the live stream with CCP Shieldbusters. Oh, stuff. okay, good stuff. Colin Cantardi, I am in Hohut. Have y'all been there? I have been to Hohut many times. Yep, been there. I used to live right next to it. Jawus, uh, Yamcha question. Since you like the Sakura Wars games, how or will you watch the Sakura Wars anime? I have them. I haven't watched, I've watched the first four episodes. I think I told you I'm at the end of Sakura Wars. Fantastic mm-hmm. game. And finding a way, it's trying to find a way to watch the anime. I can't find it, but you bought Yeah, DVDs, I got the DVDs, right? yeah. So you'll lend them to me Absolutely, when you're done. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, let's move on, guys. It's time for Wumao Corner. This is where we talk about the haters and what they're up to. And of course, we're always inundated with hate specifically from Chinese nationalists and those who work on behalf of the Chinese government trying to whitewash their crimes and their atrocities and so on. Kind of like, Is that me gold? What the hell are you? I'm a leprechaun, me dear. Anyway, so what do we got today? We've got um, something ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the reason I showed the the communist leprechaun is the communist leprechaun, amongst other people that are pro-CCP pundits, uh, pundits, is that what you call it? Pundits, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Uh, They went out and celebrated, uh, made videos celebrating the fact that U.S. diplomats said, what did they supposedly say? Let me me just do... Okay, you want to rewind? There's a genocide happening in Western China. It's against a minority group, millions of people called the Uyghurs. They're predominantly Muslim. Mm-hmm. The Chinese government's putting them into re-education camps, sterilizing them, doing all kinds of horrible things. Yes. China says it's not happening. It's been proven time and time again. It's happened. Yes. Massive hack comes in. They hack yeah, this the one... Xin, the Xinjiang, Xinjiang police, police, files. police files. They hack this one tiny little police station. They get tons of mug shots, descriptions, code words. From one tiny PDFs, area. Yeah. Uh, PPTs. All these documents, how to put down the terrorists, terrorists, and all this kind of stuff. All right? the directives, shoot to kill if they try shoot to run to away. They yeah. try to run away from these voluntary camps. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Proven the genocide. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> so you have these files that get leaked and ha- hacked and then leaked. Yeah. And then people start covering it. And they're like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. China goes, absolutely not. This is absolutely not happening. No, it's no, not true. no, 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 no. Don't listen to this. This is bad, right? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Chinese state media, rando, goes on the mic Hua yeah. Chunying, yes. right? She goes on the mic, one of the wolf wankers. Yes. And she goes out there and she says, nothing is wrong about Xinjiang, but to attack their human rights policies is an effective means to make Xinjiang break away from international industrial chain and to make Uyghurs... No, 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 that's not what she said. No, that's... I know, no, I'm, no. I know. What Hua Chunying said, according to reports... right. US... I was about to explain that. Okay, so this so quote, anyway, we have to put I... into context. This quote is what the U.S. diplomats are saying, not Hua Chunying. No. This, this is, is a fabricated thing. The fab- that's what I'm saying. Yes. You didn't let me finish. I was yeah, but you, say... you were leading people astray. You said Hua Chunying said this. Hua Chunying, and I was going to say that this isn't true. You spoiled my moment. Oh, okay. your moment was wrong. No, it's not. <laughs> You're like, so, okay. turbulent and then fight against the Chinese government. Mm-hmm. She did say this because U.S. diplomats did not say No, they didn't this. say that. That's my point. She said U.S. She diplomats said, said that. She, so Hua Chunying went out there and said that U.S. diplomats had this quote, according to reports. According to Turns reports. Turns out there is no report. Yes. There, there are no reports. This quote didn't even happen. Yes. And she's going out there on behalf of the Chinese government saying that, so basically what this is, is it's saying, we have reports that the U.S. government says that Xinjiang is fine. Yeah. By the way, this quote isn't even correct English. It's not even native English. Yeah, so what way. happened was apparently these U.S. diplomats working for the Guangzhou um, uh, embassy, right, U.S. embassy, mm-hmm. 
they had like a behind closed doors meeting with some business people. And they apparently said during that time, these two diplomats, one is called Sheila Corey and the other one's called Andrew Chira. Now, apparently they said behind closed doors, according to reports, um, they said, like you said, nothing is wrong about Xinjiang, but to attack the human rights policies is an effective means to make Xinjiang break away from the international industry chain, industrial chain and make uh, Uyghurs unhappy, turbulent, and then fight against the Chinese government. Which, of course, what U.S. diplomat is going to say that? Okay? No, of course not. You're not going to say that. You're not going to go in there you're and... say that in, in bad grammar? Yeah, you're not going to say it, first of all. <laughs> no. But now, no. the, the Chinese government ran with this, and uh, the Global Times put this out in their article, okay? Yeah. The Global Times being the state media, you know, the kind of like gossip rag, basically. But it is Chinese state media, and it's in English, and they put that out. And then Hua Chunying, which is the foreign spokesperson, went and tweeted this out to everybody and announced it to everyone that, uh, according to reports, um, the U.S. diplomat said this, okay? Thanks for setting me up so I could explain that and then just explaining everything I was about to say. I, yeah, well, I mean, you just said what you said that I had to catch it. Look at the bottom tweet. Look at it. Okay, what about it? Look at it. So what did what did she say at the bottom? Take yourself out and look. No, oh, okay, I'll take myself out of there. Clean bit. What Ying said, but to hype forced labor genocide and to attack their human right policies through Xinjiang issues um, are an effective means to make Xinjiang break away from the in de- uh, international industrial chain and to make Uyghurs unhappy, turbulent, and then fight against the Chinese government. That's all in quotation marks. Yes. Yeah. So she didn't say that. She said right. that's what was said. Because you didn't let me finish. Okay. I was, yeah, anyway. You I'll, I'll let you finish. Well, you already did. What do you want to finish? You already said the whole thing. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, we get it. I think everybody out there gets yes, it, right? Get it. The, the fact of the matter is the Chinese government ran with some fabricated quotes that are supposedly from this meeting and went out there to say, see, this is proof that the, the, the U.S. Yes. government is just trying to cause trouble in Xinjiang trying to break it away from the, the industrial chain. So in other words, trying to stop the prosperity. See, make Uyghurs unhappy so that they attacked the, you that, know, the Chinese that's government. That's what people usually say when they're in the embassy. Yeah, what are they doing? What my favorite, my favorite, just got to say. My favorite quote was the, nothing is wrong about Xinjiang. Who says that? Who says, th- have you ever said nothing is wrong about Xinjiang? That's not even correct English. No, I think Sheila Corey said that in someone's dream. <laughs> in someone's and someone Andrew Chira, they're like nothing is wrong about Xinjiang. Who says that? It's so it's so un it's non-native English. No, of course, no one says that. Anyway, let's. Uh... Yeah, so the the U.S. Um, State Department or whatever. What would you call that? Is that the State Department or where? The, I guess just the U.S. It says U.S. says China fabricated. Yeah, U.S. So it's U.S. diplomats in Guangzhou. Okay, so well, some randos. No, but I'm saying the the U.S. says oh, China fabricated. Oh, that yeah yeah. The would US, that be yeah? Would that be the State Department? Probably yeah. Probably yeah. So um, China's like, oh look what these diplomats said, and the U.S. is like, officially no, they didn't say that. Absolutely. Stop not. making up yeah. nonsense. No. And of course. It's not correct. It's not true. No. There's no evidence that this took no. place. No. But it didn't stop almost every single bloody uh, pro-CCP shill and sycophant jumping those, on it. Those guys have been wrong a lot these days. Certainly have. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so that's uh, the Wu Mao corner, more or less. Do we have anything else to add to that? Let's find out. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like this it's like a lucky bag oh no we already went through this you you get did you get lucky packets by the way here in the states what's that it's kind of like um Home no 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 it's something i had when we were a kid and it's like a, it's called a lucky packet it's just like a bag and then you open it up and it has like a random little toy in it maybe in some random kind of candies and stuff no okay what's no. lucky about that well it's kind of like a because you don't know what's in it so can it be bad sometimes no, but oh. it's it's kind of like if you're lucky, you'll get something better, that I guess. You want. Oh, okay, I guess. Sure. You know what I mean? You never yeah. had anything like no. call it a lucky lucky packet or a lucky bag or whatever. Wind bag, I think. Yeah, that's what it would be called. Yeah. You know what's really annoying about those is they always had these like pink kind of candies, but it looked like a little pill, mm. and it tasted like perfume. That sounds great. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> well, I guess it's a South African thing. Sure. They were gross. All right, who we got up next here? Eileen Gu, a skier for China, but actually an American citizen. Uh, in some bizarre, weird world, mm-hmm. um, she <laughs> wow. is now the ambassador to bring the Winter Olympics to the U.S. Is on she, is she of the actually US. the ambassador or is she just like being well, tested as guess, being? I guess acting as. We or, call acting ambassador is right, it, for is the she, time Is being. she really or did they just say I think, maybe? I, I think maybe. Okay. Um, I, I don't <laughs> want to say anything. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that that's just absolutely insane to me because <laughs> she's the one that said, when I'm in China, I'm Chinese. When I'm in America, I'm American. She's l- quite literally doing that, literally. Yes. Um, and skirting all of these kind of, all of the concern on both sides because China's Chinese people are super mad at her oh, right man. now because she abandoned China and they used her as propaganda to say, look at these Americans are coming to China. Yeah. They're so proud of their homeland and stuff. They use it as soft power. And then she runs back to America and then all the Chinese people are like, what the hell happened? She was she, supposed to be representing us. She ran back on a private yeah, jet. And she, private. she ran back just before the lockdowns yeah. as well. She's like, ah, I'm out of here. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. There's some cartoons that came out. There's one. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. take a look. Um, uh, apt. Yeah. Where is it? There we go. So uh, <laughs> I actually really like this cartoon. Yeah. It's got um, Eileen Gu as a very unattractive chameleon. Yeah. You know? Basically changing her colors wherever she goes. Yes. I do find it quite ridiculous that she would even be considered to be an ambassador for the Olympic Games in the States. That's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm going to just be straight up. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone gives a shit about the Olympics anymore. It's never been more unpopular, mm. and especially the Winter Olympics. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, Who no, cares? Winter Olympics has never been a big <laughs> no. thing. No. Yeah, it is. It's just everyone can things. use a VPN though in China. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go cry about it. It's, it's free on the App Store, right? Mm. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I would like you to tell everybody the importance of the Olympic Games to communist nations. Well, yeah, it's super important because it's a projection of soft power. So before, when communist nations like the USSR or China were very insecure of the fact that Western Europe and America and these countries were getting very wealthy and able to project their power and influence around the world with Hollywood and cars and all these things that they couldn't have, that they have one chance to say, hey, our system may be like, it look more archaic to you guys, you brainwash people in the West, but on the world stage, when push comes to shove, and the athletics will beat you, and it proves that we are stronger. It's this very deep insecurity that your country sucks, and let's just be honest. The Chinese government sucks. 
right? Does, and they make does. they make Chinese people's lives worse. It does. It just makes it worse for people, right? Right. So when you go out there and you say, "Oh, I buy one more medals," and people say, "Oh, well, you know, in some ways, actually, we're really strong. We're beating those other nations finally, right?" Yeah. It's our come and up. people start to respect. Um, people will respect us. So it's, look at China. There. It's an archaic and outdated way to view things. Yeah. Uh, most individual individualistic countries. Um, places where people have their own freedom and rights and choices to do whatever they want, realize that countries that put their athletes through these Olympic mills, mm. basically slave camps to mm. make athletes represent them on the world stage, re they realize, hey, this is actually bullshit, yeah. and it doesn't matter, yeah, and I, we don't care. I mean, it's it's one of those things, I guess, when you look at athletes, mm. usually, at least where I grew up and here in America... It's people who have a passion for a certain sport. Yeah. They follow it. They realize they're really good at it. They love it. And they really put their entire, they dedicate their lives to it. But it's different. I've met people in China where they have no option other than to do that. If you're from a very poor area, um, there's no way that you can afford education. There's no way you're going to go to college. But if you're good at athletics yeah. and you're spotted by these scouts, yeah. then they give you like a bursary, basically. They put yeah. you through school. They pay yeah. for your education. But your education is just athletics, you know? But it gives you that opportunity to to provide for your family and all that kind of stuff. So it's well sought after in the rural for areas. For sure. Now the thing in like in the thing in the U.S. is I actually listened to something the other day. I was on a podcast. The yeah. um, it was on Jordan Harbinger's podcast with his right. buddy. They were talking about the Olympics, and it is a bullshit show in the U.S. as well. Like Olympians mm -hmm. are mistreated and not paid, right? Like basically anything, and then they have no opportunities. Right, it's nonsense. It's yeah. bad, mm. but it's wildly different than yeah. in China, where you're expected to represent the nation right. on a diplomatic level, and that goes beyond just you being best at your sport yeah. or doing that. It's like the face and pride, and everyone's riding on you. So, when you have that much behind it, it's like when you fail, you are destroyed. Your reputation's yeah. gone. You're you're a villain in the country. Yeah. Whereas in the US like yeah, they're mistreated. Yes, their salaries are horrible and they run out of opportunities. But mm -hmm. the problem is is that at the end if you lose, let's say you get third bronze or you get like the fourth fourth prize or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. In the US, people will be like, "Oh, you did great. You did great. You tried your best." You know what I mean? Yeah. In China, they hurl abuse at you. Yeah. And the government actually supports that. They want people to to look down on people that failed for the country. Yes. So they promote that abuse online. People will go after you. They they try to ruin your life. Yeah. I right. mean, that happened with, I uh, just looked him up. I forgot his name. Liu Xiang. Mm. Liu Xiang. Liu Xiang. Liu Xiang. Liu Xiang. Yeah. I remember during the 2008 Olympics and leading up to it while I was in China, he was a superstar. Mm. He was everywhere. Right. He was on all the advertisements. He was being used. And he... I don't know, he got injured or he tripped or he fell or something happened somewhere along the lines and he became demonized and people yeah. hated him. Yeah. And they were like attacking him and he just disappeared from the spotlight. So that's yeah. a good example. Yeah, yeah. it is. Anyway, so yeah. we're just seeing Eileen Gu doing her usual uh, chameleon act over yeah. here, yeah. signing more brand deals and whatnot. Yeah. You know, she's writing this whole, she's very crafty. I'll tell you that. Sure. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, dude, you were telling me about this. This is pretty yeah. intense. Tell me yeah. about this. So this dude, he was... Uh, uh, mm -hmm. works for Jerusalem Post in Israel. Mm -hmm. You put out an article, right? And they were talking about um, Taiwan, how yeah. they're worried about, you know, mm -hmm. invasion or whatever because of what Russia's done in Ukraine. Sure. And the <laughs> the Chinese government actually sent the embassy out to go talk to him. This this sovereign citizen in his own country to right. say, take down this article. Just an, an opinion <laughs> yeah. piece, really. Yeah. 
take down this article or we will actually reduce our relationship with your nation, right? <laughs> like, you were so upset that you put out this article in your own country with your own freedom of speech that we will actually diplomatically reduce our relationship on a diplomatic level. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm glad. It's good yeah. that he stood up to it. But it shows yeah. you how petty they are. Yeah. You yeah. know? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious. And Yeah. yeah. Let's see. This is this is your gag. Oh yeah, this. Mm, what happened here is they just discovered some mainland Chinese uh, students in Japan mm-hmm. paying uh, paying imposters to go and sit down and write entrance exams, basically to get into um, universities mm-hmm. for them. And they've been caught doing that in the US and yeah. the UK, all over the yeah. place. And what's been happening in the past, at least uh, I remember some cases that were happening in in, uh, the US and the UK, is in order to get into the college entrance exams for some of these big places, you have to go sit down. And you know, and I know, that a lot of the rich kids in China, they're very spoilt. They're not actually very good at their academics, okay? Especially when it comes to things like learning English, for instance, right? This might answer a couple of the questions for people who study alongside Chinese students in their university. You will always find very studious students who are very good and very, very well educated, but there will always be this group of like shit, shit kickers that hang around in the back that never speak English. They drive Ferraris, you know, that kind. They've always got LV bags and shit, but they don't turn up for class half the time. And when they do, they can't speak English. And you wonder, how the hell did they get into the university if they can't even speak basic English? Well, because they pay their way in. And one of the ways they pay their way in is they send their passport via the mail or via the mail, depending on where you are, you know, in the world. And they'll send it to um, an agent in the States or in Australia or whatever. Now, that agent then pays somebody who is, first of all, Chinese or Asian looking that looks kind of similar. All right. Doesn't need to be exact because let's be fair, you know, it's that whole like racist thing where you look at a person as like Asian, if you're a white person, it's kind of difficult to tell, you know, exactly the difference. Same thing for Asians when they see white people, kind of difficult to tell foreigners, you know, that's why they call us Russians or whatever, when it, it, wherever we are. So, you know, there's a little bit of that at play there. But what happens is they get someone basically very similar looking who goes in with that person's passport and ID to go sit the exam. So the rectors and the the people that are standing there to watch the people coming in, they're like, look at the passport, see the photo. Mm, Yeah, it looks about right. Person sits down, writes the exam, takes a paycheck, goes home. So they pass the entrance exam. But they've caught people who've done that for like 20, 30, 100 people because they keep coming back with a different passport, change their hairstyle a bit. Obviously, they have to do a little bit of work, try to make themselves look a little bit like that person. But this is what's been going on in Japan recently, and they caught a bunch of people. So personal story. Yes. I taught, I was actually preparing two students mm-hmm. for the uh, the entrance exam to get into foreign universities abroad. So they have right. to pass the English section, right? Yeah. Now this is not, uh, they, they have like the judges or whatever that, that look over the test, mm. like you said. But these are not Chinese people. These are from the foreign governments, right? So a British person or an American person or whatever that are wa- overseeing this. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. Like they won't be able to cheat their way through this. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely not. Because they... Some of these people can be paid off as well, yes. by the way, because they're in China when this happens. Oh, yeah. Or the entire board is completely corrupt, right? Mm-hmm. So I had these, this pair, two young lovers. 18-year-old boy drove a Ferrari. 18-year-old right. boy with a Ferrari. This kid is literally like the dumbest person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Such an idiot, right? right? right. Absolute dumbass. Mm. Some scumbag family from like, they own a bunch of these like really 
dodgy ass factories in Shan Shanwei. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know that area. Yeah, yeah, pretty, I do. Yeah, I know pretty, that area. Pretty dodgy. Yeah, it's super dodgy. The crime and shit. To do. Anyway, bad, yeah. huge family. Mm -hmm. Bunch of kids in his family. Piece of shit. He he. Oh, he had a, a car. One of his cars that he used for whore, just like carry yeah. shit around. He said whore. Put his friends yeah, in there. Yeah. It was a, a Porsche Cayenne Turbo. Right. That was his shit truck. He's, yeah. He's, so he's yeah. eighteen. He has a Ferrari. He's taking it to class. His lover though, his mm -hmm. girlfriend, she was middle class. Okay. So like not even parents don't even have a car, right? Mm -hmm. Or like some shit car or whatever. Anyway, yeah, yeah like some Buick, like right. shitty. Remember those Buick uh, station wagons with like the graphic? They had yes. That, oh, they right? had that. Okay, gotcha. So they're they they love each other or whatever. Blah blah blah. This kid's ugly. He's fat, right? So but he. Thankfully, he's nice to the girl or whatever. Yeah. You know, dumb, dumb as a sack of bricks. Really rude to me and rude to teachers who's used to getting away with whatever he wants. But yeah. he loves his girlfriend. Yeah. Girl speaks great English. He speaks none. He yeah. speaks none. Yeah, not right? one word. Yeah. He ends up failing the class. Like, I, I didn't have to give him a grade or anything, but I'm like, there's no way this kid's going to get through. Sure, sure. He ends up passing the exam and she fails. Her English was fantastic. Wow. Right? Yeah. It shows you how hard the exam is. Right? Yeah. So yeah. she legitimately had to take it. He clearly just... Just paid you know, someone. Yeah, paid, paid his way through it. You know, this is just reminded me of a, uh, something that happened to me in China, and I could never really quite figure it out. But I, I think I've got it now. Um, remember when I was, like, basically... Well, when I was homeless for those couple of days, right in the beginning, and this agent let me stay on his couch... So he let me stay on his couch. He got me that first kindergarten job and he was taking like a huge chunk of my salary, like almost 50% basically. Um, and he took me one day and he's like, his English wasn't great. And my Chinese was rubbish back then. He was Taiwanese anyway. Um, like a real scumbag gambler type losing all this money. Yeah. And, you know, that guy. Anyway, so he took me to this, um, this hotel and they had like a conference thing at the top and it had been set up like an exam room. Okay. And he said to me, you know, you have to be here. I'm like, okay. He's like, you have to be here to, to watch the exam. Right. So I'm like, okay, that's bizarre. So he introduced me to everyone and I had to go sit in the back. So I thought, well, I'm supposed to be here to watch the exam. I should probably do something. Right. I don't did not, not what, know what I'm doing. I get up and I'm like, walk, I walked up and down just like, you know, to pretend like I'm looking at stuff. <laughs> And he was like, no, no, sit down, sit down. So I sit down. I'm like, okay. And like, I thought legitimately that he wanted me to like mark papers or check grammar or do something. Shouldn't be there. Yeah. Way monkey job. But it turned out to be just white monkey. It's probably one of those things where they guarantee that there's ah. going to be like a, there's going to be like a, a foreign yeah. British guy or something yeah. that's going to make sure. That's probably what happened. That's, yeah. I sent this guy into something like that, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what it probably. was. So they probably, because there was like, uh, there were other official looking yeah. people there. And they're probably there to like, you know, make, oh yeah, the, the British consulate did send the guy or whatever but it was. Only if you paid it off. Yeah. Only if you paid it off. Yeah, exactly. Probably a lot of money, right? Yeah. And there's kids that have to legitimately take the exam. Yeah, I didn't get paid for that, by the way. He no. just took me out for dinner. Remember, I was homeless. He took me out to dinner afterwards and, you know, that was, like, that was it. <gasps> yeah, because I was like freaking starving. Right. You know, not like nowadays where I could definitely like starve for about a year and I'd be okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it's just clicked. That's probably sure. what that was. Probably. Yeah. 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 So let us move on. What are we talking about next? <laughs> this is world news, by the way, right? It is, yeah. So let me just put, put that up because we forgot to so say this is world view, where we talk about things that happen in the world, specifically with regards to China and this time Japan. <laughs> now we've got to talk about something which is not world view, but is somehow in world view, but it's a terrible thing. Okay. This has just gone absolutely 
viral in China right now. Okay, we cannot show it to you. Mm. If you go to my Twitter, which is um, yep. at Serpent ZA, it's in the description. Yeah. If you go to my Twitter, you'll see my latest post. There's a link to this video. If, if you so choose to go and look at it, but again, this is something that I suggest you don't, unless you have to, or unless you're very curious. As we'll des- describe exactly what's going on there. Thanks. But basically, you've got a bunch of people having a good time, hanging out at a restaurant. This happens all the time. It's happened to us many, many times. You're just chilling out. Everybody, yeah. this, is the, this is what people do. People don't really go to bars no. in China, okay? Well, I mean, they do. Yeah, they do, but it's, it's different. It's not like the yeah. bar and club culture. No. Bars and clubs in the West, that's where you go to drink. Yeah. In China, if you're going to go out for a night drinking, you go to a restaurant, mm. okay? You, you really do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like my entire 14 years there, when There's I went to go There's a shit ton of bars. I just want people yeah, to understand. It's just not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's like a techno hole yeah, or something. You don't yeah. go there to sit down and have a drink. Or talk. Yeah. <laughs> so people like to go sit at restaurants and they sure. drink and, you know, they you, you can sit outside. It's nice and yeah. chat, play dice or whatever, right? Sure. That's what was going on. And this, this random guy and his buddies sitting outside, the guy comes in. And he starts to basically proposition the women that are in there, right? Mm. So he walks up to one table and he's probably like saying, hey, come sit with us or whatever. And he starts picking on one girl and he starts pushing her around a bit, trying to grab her to take her outside. And she pushes back, okay? So she's like, no, not having any of this. She's sitting with her friends. She's just having a meal. Everything's fine. She's not doing anything weird. She's just there. So this guy then suddenly starts just attacking her like yeah. badly smashes beer bottle over her head yeah. drags her his friends come running in they start throwing chairs they start attacking all the women yeah like it's violent these guys went terrible like horrible horrible luckily nobody died okay gotta put that out there no one so died. far so, so far. far some of them are still in the hospital but yeah. like they appear to be out of danger sure. but the guy is literally dragging the woman out by her hair dragging her outside smashing more beer bottles on her head beating her and kicking her head with his shoe and other people joined yeah them. other people his mates are joining in beating all the other women up in there and throwing their heads on the ground doing all this disgusting stuff terrible terrible awful awful scene and this is actually quite common in china yeah can i just say yeah it's so common. It's not even yeah. funny. I the thing is, I don't like how I like how this story is getting attention because it's bringing attention to yes. something. But it's like people treat it like some shocking, isolated incident, and it's so goddamn prolific in China. Yeah, it's not even funny. On a daily basis, you will see these videos if you're mm. on any sort of WeChat group yeah. or anything like that. Not only that, you'll see you'll see this happen around local cities and in restaurants and stuff. It's so ubiquitous yeah. and so common the abuse of women yeah. in these scenarios and in just brawls in general and these yeah. things. I think people think, oh, it's in Asia, so it's going to be a peaceful place or something. It's no. crazy. No, the street I used to live on. This was it's like a daily occurrence. Yeah, I remember in Huizhou. Yeah, there. yeah, right where I lived in my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I, re- I remember. We were flying. Yeah, we'd be out there all the time. Yeah, we wild. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, yeah. I just want to say. All the attention should go on this. But I, yeah. I want the attention to continue because this is not something like, oh, justice for these guys alone. This happens so often. Yeah. So common. Well, I mean, it's you're absolutely right. Now, the thing is, this garnered so much attention. Yeah. It yeah. had like, it's had hundreds of millions of views, um, as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, it's gotten tons of shit. They couldn't shut it down in yeah. China. They couldn't shut it down. No. It was too, too it's, popular. It's gotten, to a, it's gotten to a point where so much attention, and rightfully so... Mm, mm. 
Um, so many people are calling these guys beasts, but you got that othering thing where they're like, oh, but they're from East China. So, you I know, like, that. yeah, it's like, it's like, whatever. Whenever you get this kind of thing, they're like, oh, they're Eastern Chinese. So it's not, or they're from the North or whatever. They're nor- but, yeah, yeah, they're North Northern. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the fact. Northeastern. Yeah. yeah. The, the fact of the matter is this is a terrible, terrible thing that's happened and it's brutal. And you get to see the hyper over, I don't know, overly hyped up bystander effect that you get in China. Yeah. No one stepped in to help nope. these poor women. The thing is, like, this happened in uh, Singapore, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, like, a meat cleaver and so, you know, they always yeah. attack each other. That just cleavers. happened in Shanghai. Just happened in Shanghai. I'm yeah. not bringing it up Don't in this. Even, yeah. No, we're not going to bring it up, but, yeah, uh, you know. But anyway, this happened, happened like in, yesterday in Shanghai. This happened in Singapore, right. mm-hmm. and everyone ran to help. Stop yeah. him, ram him, stop the dude, like, yeah. you know, cut him, cut him off from this. And these are ethnically Chinese people, too. Yeah, it's not course. a race thing, No, of right? course not. It's, it's the bystander society. effect from society, from the government, basically punishing people that get involved in stuff. Yeah. So what happens when you have an apathetic society. Yeah, no, it's awful. So anyway, like I said, luckily, all the women survived, but horrifically uh, beaten with, like, beer bottles broken over them and stuff so cut up and it's awful right Mm. but because it went viral um the police did get involved and they did actually um capture the perps so the thing is i don't want to celebrate the success of this no because this happens so often where people get away with it do you know how many times people just get away with this yeah all the time it's ubiquitous right like i said it only got attention, and then people will say, "Look at how uh, the legal system in China, like they caught the bad guys and stuff yeah. because of what, whatever, whatever, whatever." They want to say, "Like, oh, because the cameras, or oh, because yeah. like Chinese cops are good, or something like this." No, it's because it, China lost face and they couldn't yeah. shut it down. No, they couldn't. Absolutely. So, I mean, the main perpetrator is the guy on the far left over there. Okay, um, who's wearing the kind of jacket thing? He's the guy who came in and started harassing mm-hmm. the women and stuff. The guy in the middle was. The guy throwing chairs at people and so on. And the other guy was also heavily involved in beating people up and beer bottles and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I, um, anyone who's lived in China who has WeChat. You know, you, you've, you've seen you've this. Seen so it. Anybody that's lived in China saw this story and like, oh, again? Yeah, right. exactly. The difference being that this time um, it went viral. It's the, yeah. so the number one thing going on in yeah. China right now. You can't avoid this story. No. Uh, which is why we're bringing it to you, of course. And it's important to once again shine a spotlight on the plight of women in China. Yeah, I did a video about the plight of women in China where a similar situation to this yeah. where a woman was dragged into a car and almost kidnapped and being beaten, like head being slammed in the door and stuff. And, you know, it took forever for anyone to even, like, try to step in. And finally, the guy just drove away. And luckily, she didn't, you know, do anything. But I've done a video on this. I've done a couple of videos on this. We've talked about this a lot. When it comes to women's equality in China, it's not really a thing. It's used as propaganda, though, from the government. And actually, people in the West that misunderstand it, that somehow think China has really good women's rights. No. It's awful. It's It's terrible. The men usually went out in this situation. They get away with huge amounts of abuse. Remember... That woman is being beaten uh, next door to me. I called the cops and the cops told me it was a family situation. Yes. Yeah. They completely backed out of it. And that's usually what happens. Yeah. It's it's not good. So uh, when it comes to domestic abuse and that kind of thing, I yeah. did another thing about that recently. Remember yeah. that guy who almost beat his wife to death, but it was on camera, you know? Yeah. And the grandmother just kind of comes and watches it's normal and stuff, that thing. It happens. It's awful. So sometimes... These terrible tragedies, which do happen very often in China, they need a spotlight shone on yeah. them. Yeah. 
Yeah. They need to spark discussion because this is a part of Chinese society that needs to change. Yeah. There needs to be proper laws and repercussions mm. because that's the no problem. You get this stupid Pig's Peak guy. We call them Pig's Peaks because, you know, that's... It's a long story. Yeah, anyway, these Pig's Peak guys getting drunk and they go around, they get pushy, they want to ha have their way with whatever woman, they resist and they just beat them up and usually they can just go home and laugh about it later and it's okay. Yeah, that's, that's not okay. You should be completely have the book thrown at you for assault and whatever else, attempted murder in this case, really. Um, and examples need to be made because right now too many people act with impunity. Speaking of acting with impunity, did you put in the thing uh, about Drew's thing in here by any chance? Did you put uh, that in? No, I didn't. Okay. If you guys remember um, Drew uh, Pavlou in Australia was holding up that sign saying, screw your mother, Xi Jinping, and the guy assaulted him, assaulted his cameraman friend, Tori Sina. The guy didn't get any jail time. He got... Uh, basically a uh, community service and a $1,500 Australian dollar fine, which, again, it shows you acting with impunity. And, I mean, the reason why, when he was in court, he actually said, like, oh, you know, like, this could affect my livelihood. And, no, you know what yeah. he also said? What? He unintentionally hugged those guys. Yes, he said yeah. he unintentionally hugged him. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you watch the footage, he's, like, grabbing him, trying to yeah. grab his camera and destroy it. Oh, I just want to love you. Yeah, come on, seriously. The fact of the matter is, um, yeah. he is exactly this type of person. If you look at him, just his appearance and his behavior, he is one of it's these that haircut, thuggish... It's that white yeah. t-shirt yeah it's he's that whole deal he's a thug yeah okay and that thugs thug. that kind of thug in china gets away with this kind of terrible behavior and that's why he thinks he could do the same thing in australia and mm. get away with it but because there are real laws in australia thank thankfully still are real laws in australia he at least had to go to court now he's got a criminal charge against him he has to pay a fine probably won't do and it he again. probably won't do it again but that's the thing you need to have repercussions to bad actions in order to stop certain yeah, types of sure. people, for especially sure. people like this. Right. So I hope that these guys get the book thrown at them. I hope something big happens from this. And I really, uh, really yeah, hope... Yeah, might correct some behavior. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I really, really hope that this starts to become a thing in China where um, offenders like this don't get away with this shit. You understand, shit. though, and this yeah. is not me being pessimistic. This mm. is me being realistic. In my experience in China, I think you'll agree with me that the, the outcome of this is not going to be that people will learn from this and that they'll people will be punished more in the future. The outcome of this will be let's scrub this faster off the internet and make sure no one sees it. Yeah. That's that's unfortunately the outcome of usually usually yeah. what happens. Yeah. No, I know we'll agree with you on that. <clears throat> anyway, so we just had to cover that rather disturbing and awful um, little little tidbit over there. Mm -hmm. um, what else do you have in here? Oh, that's just before our thing. Okay, that's cool. Right. So what are we doing? Are we going? I guess we're going to go directly into Yamcha? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, let's hit Yamcha, guys. For those of you who don't know what Yamcha is all about, it is our Q&A section where we answer your super chats. We're very much looking forward to it. And it stays up on the weekend. We get rid of it on Monday. So you can watch it here live. You can watch it uh, during the weekend. And uh, if you don't catch it, um, you can always watch it if you are a patron. Yeah. Speaking of patron, um, let's do a little... Where did they even put that? There. Let's do a little patron plug. If you want to support us on patron.com slash ADB podcast, you get the uncut podcast and mm -hmm. you get to talk to us directly. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, so before we even get into Yamcha, which, of course, it's time to relax and loosen the tie and all that, 
Uh, maybe we should do a little plug for our videos. What do you reckon? Yeah, so this week, um, this week we have a couple of videos here. They're Let's in take a the. Look. Okay, sorry. The giant you up there. Yeah, look, it's Inception. I'm even wearing the same clothes. You are. This is wild. It's weird. Uh, so anyway, in the description, you'll see a video from Lawai86. That's me, and, La and a video from you, Serpent ZA. And yep. uh, this week's videos are about your five deadly sins of China, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is a great compilation you made. I thought a lot of. Thanks. A lot of good stuff went into that. And then my video is about how the Chinese government literally tried to pay me money to post propaganda about George Soros, uh, Ukraine, and how the Chinese <laughs> government is good. It's ridiculous. It's like that I time they tried to pay us about the white-tailed yep. deer. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, let's take a, take a quick look at the, some previews here. China's top five sins. Local Chinese brands get knocked off too. For instance, a very popular brand of Chinese gas station is Yus. Shut up. For instance, up north, a very popular brand of gas station is You Smile. This is a Yemless shop. What if I told you guys that here in my hands, I have documents of the Chinese government reaching out to me, trying to pay me to flip me to be more positive about China. In fact, not only just to be more positive about China, but to spread Chinese propaganda, to actually give me money, give me compensation for changing my opinions and values to actually help brainwash you, my audience, to like the Chinese government. Yeah, so... Uh, Check them out after the show. Yeah, please, take both. a look. We need, it. we need the views, and not only do we need the views, we need you to watch them because we think you'll find them entertaining and important and educational. At the end of the day, that's the entire point. Yes. I mean, like, if you're not enjoying, if you're not enjoying, no, I mean, if you're not going to enjoy what we're making, yeah. then what are we doing here? What, what are, are you doing, doing here? What are like, you doing you know, here? Come on. What it's are all, you doing here? We're part of a big family here, you yeah. know? Help each other out. Anyway. Videos uh, are in the description. So sure. please get them loaded up in a tab right now if you can. <laughs> uh, by the way, make sure you're subscribed to all of our channels. Yeah, if you don't you know? mind. If you don't mind. Yeah. Because we're trying to get me to, uh, that big, that yeah, big nine, one. nine. What is it? Eight fifty. Nine fifty. We're almost yeah. at eight fifty. Yeah, got to yeah. get you to eight fifty. Yeah. We're gonna we push for push for eight fifty. Yeah. Excellent, guys. So let's start out. What do we got going on here? 